Hey everyone, this is Jasmine from the Amalgam Podcast that I co-host with Vivian, wanting to remind you all to check out all of our podcasts on MyNerdyBunch.com, as we have a huge variety of genres, from Marvel to DC, anime to horror movies, and so much more. Again, MyNerdyBunch.com. Thanks, and enjoy the Gamers for Life podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Gamers for Life podcast, where each and every Saturday we're discussing all things games. One of your hosts, Terrell, with me is my co-host, my right-hand man, my ABXY, Arthur. We've had a hell of a recording <laughs> time. Take five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, this is the first time where just the, the, the forces of nature have been against us. Like I said, you just got my my luck of electronics that's transferred over to you. <laughs> Enjoy it. You'll hate everything. You'll you'll question every wire you ever buy. Um, you wonder what what super rare glitches can happen to your hardware, and you're like, "Yep, I got them all." <laughs> that's what happens to me, man. Yeah, man. It's pretty yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Just uh, yeah. From the it was uh, one of my microphones uh, that I had is. Did not uh, was were not wor- was not working, and it's funny because that happened with uh, the Music Buds podcast before we were officially recorded. Uh, Preston was like, "This sounds like trash." <laughs> he's like, "You sound he's like you sound like trash." I was like, oh, "Really?" So I had to go back and I took that mic out. I put that mic in. Actually, use that one for the episode uh, that's available. Also today, Music Buds podcast. If you want to listen to some other stuff after Gamers for Life, check that out. But. Uh, yeah, so that one's got to go back into the garage. And also, <laughs> also in terms of your bad luck, you just you ordered something on Amazon, and just straight up got something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You ordered you ordered a mic stand, you you ordered a microphone stand like this one here. Yeah. But you got like a TV wall mount. <laughs> like, and this is in the box. It's not yeah. like it's not like he bought something. It's not like, it's not like you know he bought like a red thing. And then a blue thing showed up. No, no, no. Like the box came up normal, and you open the box and you're like, "What the, what the fuck?" Yeah, it's like I got, I got fucked. Like it's kind of like imagine like the old school like GameStop trade-in days where like, like you'll have that new game advisor that takes in a trade and it's like an Xbox like box, but then it's like a bag of sand that happened once. <laughs> I was all, like, all I, you never opened the box when you took the trade-in in. <laughs> all I know is, uh, you know, my luck with controllers. I'm on like my fifth. 360 controller or uh, sorry Xbox One controller. Yeah. Yeah. One of these days I'm gonna walk into GameStop to trade in my other four <clears throat> functional with an asterisk <laughs> controllers and be like, why are you trading in four controllers? These totally work, right? Yeah, yeah, they were fine. I had to move. Um, I'm street broke. I'd have to sell my Xbox. <laughs> this is the kids, you know. I had the kids over for a little bit. <laughs> and we were always jo- we were always joking of like that's how you know when someone's gone like hard street broke when they got to sell their system. It's like man. That sucks. So that, cause that's the last thing that's going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there, too, so it's funny. Yeah. Uh, so welcome, everybody, to the Game of for Life podcast video channel. Be sure to like, subscribe, uh, hit the notification bell as well, so you can check out all the episodes here. Uh, we have about seven or eight, like eight or so full episodes. We got a bunch of clips as well. Uh, and then also, if you want to check out all the other stuff that we do here for the podcast, for example, Arthur, he manages the Twitch stream. Yeah. Uh, if you want to check that out, if you want to check out the video or the audio version of the podcast, if you don't want to see our lovely faces, 
You can go to all those links. All those links will be available on uh, linktree.com forward slash gamers for life. So uh, go to linktree.com forward slash gamers for life. It'll take you there. And uh, here in the Gamers for Life podcast, we read the news while you can listen or watch what you choose by clicking on the links within the time code of the description for every episode, whether it be the YouTube or the audio version. I apologize for the last two episodes. Uh, it's it's been it's been rough as far as adding those time codes after editing everything else. But I know for the YouTube for the last episode is available and up, so you can do that. Uh, but I'll commit to updating that frequently as I usually do. Liar, you're not sorry. <laughs> you went to bed comfy, like oh yeah, these extra five minutes of sleep gonna be so good. Fuck everything else. Oh man, but yeah, and then before we get started here for our first topic of the day, um, you know it's funny. I, I started to play the Ascent. Nice. Oh man, that game's fun. It is fun. It's um, it's like part. It's like, I'll say it's like seventy thirty top down shooter RPG. Mm-hmm. Because you know, like, normally top down shooters like picture like the classic Alien versus Predator. You just scroll side to side, shooting, you're fighting everything. Mm-hmm. But this one, there is a story. There are there are main quests. There are side quests. Mm-hmm. Um, there are skill points. You can level up your guns. Uh, yeah, I could, like I say, it's seventy thirty ratio of seventy percent top down shooter, thirty percent are or some RPG elements. Mm, yeah, yeah, I really enjoy it, man. It's a it's a it's a really dope title. The the music is awesome. Sound effects are really dope as well. Uh, it's a really nice shooter when you have a really like busy week and you just want to chill and play something that's not too like too like whirly. You have to you have to design like something from scratch or like yeah, a heavy RPG. It, it's like it's like a, it's like a medium heavy game. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. no one goes, hey, I have two hours free. Let me start Fallout. <laughs> you know, yeah. no, this is a game you could pop, you hop on, hop off. Um, and I, I forget if I mentioned this. Um, one, an odd feature I love that this game has is it tells you to the second when your last autosave was. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So I, so just to know, every time you open up your map, it saves. Yeah. So, yeah. so again, you can literally hop on, hop on whenever you want. Um, I will tell you this though, to a point to, you know, I mentioned their story quests and side quests. This is one of the games where you got to story the main quest hard. It's like do five story missions and then do your side missions mm. just be, in terms of like what part of the world is available to you. Right. Like you, like right now I have like two side missions in the city and I've had this side mission forever. Um, but I, but now I, now I started tunnel vision into story mode and, and these side missions I've had like for like a few days now, I'm just now able to able to do I just now was able to open up that part of the city. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, man, yeah, like I said, it's just a, a game where you you have, you know, lawn day at work, just want to chill, play, you know, the ascent. It's uh, it's pretty fun. So It's fun. Um there are some dungeon crawler elements to it in terms of like loot and stuff like that. And also kind of like Diablo or like some dungeon crawlers, you'll go from like being a god to like getting smashed on at the turn of a corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how the game passively aggressively tells you you can walk down this hallway, uh, but give it five more levels. Because <laughs> there's been times, you know, because the, 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 yeah. the map's to a point open world, like not massive in the sense of like Skyrim, but it is like your mission straight. Well, you, you can go left, you can go straight, you can go right, pick one. Right. But the game does have a way of like, hey, these guys are super high level compared to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. 
Most definitely, man. And to kick off the show here today, uh, speaking of games that are co-op, and definitely uh, had a really good time with it from when it came out. Talking about the Outriders here, and and speaking of Outriders, uh, there is a article here uh, from Thomas from Tom'sGuide.com, uh, and the title of the article. Sounds here, like the map people, Thomas Guide. Yeah, they, they've come a long way. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah they've come a long way. I was way. like, that's literally we literally used to use that the Thomas Guide maps doing road trips. Yeah. I'm like, now they do game journalism. Get the fuck out of here. Come a long way, man. It's crazy. Old school, like, oh, you're taking, uh, you're taking, uh, you're taking the one, the one ten, east. Okay. Uh, turn the page 52. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so uh, according to according to Tom'sGuide.com, the uh, the head of the article here says Xbox Game Pass may have hurt Outriders sales. So it says here, did Outriders sell well with the Xbox Game Pass? It's hard to say. Uh, continuing on here, it says in quote, this cooperative multiplayer shooter from Polish developer People Can Fly came out back in April to polite acclaim. And after the company addressed some per, uh, pernicu- pernicuous uh, bugs, there wasn't much else to say about it. Uh, the game aimed to be a looter shooter while uh, excising some of the genre's more repetitive aspects, and it mostly succeeded. There's one other interesting circumstance regarding the Outriders release, though it day, uh, it's day one availability on Xbox Game Pass. Now the devs have called into question whether it was a good or bad move. Uh, the story came out of the People Can Fly investor briefing as reported by IGN. In the briefing, CEO Sebastian uh, Wachowski, I apologize if I mispronounced your name, sir, discussed Outriders' profitability or potentially its lack thereof. Says here in quote, we don't have any sales figures for Outriders. Uh, in quote, he said, translated from Polish by Google, uh, we estimated about two to three million units and assumed that it was a result that would ensure profitability for the project. However, the game may not have sold as many copies, um, as many copies as Wachowski estimated. Um, so it says here, Square Enix, the game's publisher, uh, has not paid people can fly any royalties. That suggests that Outriders is not yet profitable as Square Enix has to pay its own operating costs before the money starts channeling back to the developer. Uh, the interesting bit for Xbox Game Pass fans comes next. It says here in quote, perhaps it was caused by some elements of Square Enix's sales policy. The details of which we do not know, such as partnerships concluded by the publisher with distribution platforms or entities offering Outriders as an addition to their products, as Wachowski said. Uh, later on, the briefing states that on the day of its premiere, the game was offered for free for subscribers Xbox Game Pass service. Uh, as we know, obviously, it says here to be clear, neither people can fly nor Wachowski explicitly blame Xbox Game Pass or Outriders' crazy sales figures, but Wachowski did allude to it, and briefing mentioned it explicitly. Uh, I'll just end your end quote because that's kind of described the rest of the uh, article here. Arthur, what are your thoughts about this situation? I'm mixed. I mean, to say at face value, it quote unquote sold less because it was on Game Pass. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> I mean, mm, mm. Uh, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I still bought it. I told you, I, I told you, you know, I, I bought it because there was that small like five. It was like a week long window where the beta the the demo dropped mm-hmm. and then a week later it was announced it was on game pass yeah and in, in that in that week in fact the second i finished the demo i was like i'm buying this <laughs> yeah um yeah so again to say on face value hey it quote unquote sold less because on game pass yeah screenix 
welcome to Game Pass. <laughs> um, and the thing is to say to say it's like, oh, it did last and da 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 da. Well, here's the thing: if it if it was more successful, I think it would have got even worse reviews because if you remember, like day one, there was a ton of like server bugs. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mean too many game like game bugs, but like server issues. Yeah. Especially with cross, especially with cross platform, there was definitely like host privileges, where like the host would just like be teleporting. If you're a guest, it looked like the host was teleporting just because they'd better, they they had like less latency, better ping and shit. Mm. Um, but to say they haven't, you know, and again, again, you know, say oh the developers haven't got their royalties because it's sold less. One, I want to know how many of the Square Enix games are on Game Pass, and two, if this is like their first interaction with Game Pass, like. It's, it just sounds like it sounds like they did like little research into what Game Pass is. Well, I don't think the article actually stated that they that because it got less that they didn't receive like because it's on game because it, it's on Game Pass that it, it made less. Um, I think the biggest conundrum is like how it's compared to other Xbox Game Pass sales. And then also, um, as we know, Square Enix is connected to like a behemoth of other stuff, Tencent, like we talked about before. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know what part of the books that they're sharing with people can fly. Yeah. I think that's really the big conundrum. And and, and I, I will shoot them some bail here. You know, the, the, the guy did say that like, well, we're not necessarily blaming Game Pass. We're just kind of confused. Yeah. The fact that the, the CEO is like, where's the money for my developers? Like mm-hmm. for the game coming out so early, I don't think it's a Microsoft issue. I think it's, I think to me, I think the funds are in at Square Enix, not necessarily Microsoft paying them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of weird. And here's the thing too. And, and for, especially for a game like this, I would argue game pass definitely helped increase the player count. Cause, yeah. cause like to a point, it's like, you got to think, what is your goal? And for, you know, for a lot of games nowadays, like GTA and stuff like that, um, good quality games isn't the goal. Um, player counts the goal because player, you know, especially in GTA online, you know, player count means more people to buy shark cards and shit. Mm. So, so, so it's like if let's say Square Enix said it, 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 it sold less than it would have liked, then I would argue if, you know, if it's sold like you know, like via trend money transactions mm-hmm. sold less than they like. I would argue they definitely had a higher player count because of Game Pass. Because they're yeah, I, I I think I think you're right as well. Um, because a lot of these multiplayer uh, crossplay games, you know, a lot of people are very weary of shelling out a full sixty for them. You know, just because of past you know past things that have happened. Obviously, you have Game Pass as well, and then I'm, obviously Square Enix too Square has been sticklers. Yeah, you know, and you know, you mentioned nervousness. Com- you know, coming off of the failure that was Square Enix's The Avengers game. Mm. Yeah, people were nervous for this. Yeah. It's like, hey, from the makers of the game, no one fucking plays. <laughs> it's a new game. It's, that's also a looter shooter. Because, mind you, move away the event, move, remove the Avengers skins. It was like, not a looter shooter, but it was a loot driven game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Unequivocally. So, yeah. So, so, again, to say, hey, from the people that made you that. Is this thing? A lot of people are. A lot of people are like, uh, I don't know. But then again, the demo came out, which is a smart decision from them. Because again, I went to like, I went from outriders. Maybe it looked okay. To like playing a demo of like, oh my god, I want to play this game. <laughs> yeah. It was like Final, yeah. Fa- Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy combined with Gears of War. Um, 
But like I said, I, then you, you, you and I have a lot of mutual friends that would not have played it. They were, they were not going to buy it, but, and, but they only played it because it was on Game Pass. Right, exactly. Yeah, and, that, and the word of mouth, too, like you mentioned. So, yeah, I have a friend that he... he, he like, I think after Anthem, we all were scarred. <laughs> we were just like, what the fuck? So, yeah, we were very, very cautious, you know, after, after that experience in general. Yeah, Anthem was a fun game for, like, Five for like five hours. <laughs> I sixty bucks too. We're like, what the fuck? I yeah. I'm still fucking annoyed that Anthem had this cool cutscene and every single player was like, okay, when's this cut, when's the cutscene gonna stop and when when can I shoot things now? You're right. Oh, can I shoot that? Can I shoot that? That's a giant robot. Can I shoot that? And the cutscene just keeps going and keeps going. And you're like, wait. So someone was reminiscing the coolest battle scene in the fucking game. And you couldn't play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was like my by far my least favorite memory of fucking Anthem. No, yeah. I mean, it's, that's a that's a very valid pet peeve, you know. Um, I mean, it, a lot of people had that same issue. Definitely. It was a, it was like a South, it was like a South Park episode where Kenny, Kenny died, and he had to fight heaven and hell fight the army and they kept going oh my god that's so graphic oh the angels are fighting the demon things over there this is happening this battle is amazing but they don't show it to you <laughs> the, the the angel the archangel michael's like losing his shit over kenny um controlling the armies he's using the archers to take down the shield bearers this is amazing this is even better than lord of the rings and they never show you a second they never show you a second of the fight you're like you fucking assholes that's hilarious <laughs> Uh, so talking about Microsoft here, moving into something that I'm super like, <laughs> PlayStation makes me so sad, but let me preface this. Uh, so there's a really interesting thing that dropped here, uh, this week when it comes to the Xbox series X and S and regarding to the, uh, emulations, you know, emulating old school games, old school systems. Uh, just, just because a lot of when it comes to uh, the support and finding those games really difficult and a lot of people they just want to play those games don't necessarily want to, you know, they don't want to like, you know, sell it all in the black market for Nintendo to get them or whatever. They just want to play these old school games for the fear, for the pure nostalgia. And uh, there's actually a uh, an emulator duck called the uh, Duck Station, uh, which uh, provides a pretty insane uh, emulator for the Xbox Series X and S. So according to SlashGear.com, it says here uh, on the title, uh, Duck Station PS1 emulator now works on the Xbox Series X and S. So it says here to continue on, game emulators have been around for a long time and are typically designed to allow retro games no longer being made to be played on other platforms. One of the more popular emulators available today is Duck Station, and it emulates PS1 games on other platforms. The emulator is designed to give users playability, speed, and to be main, uh, maintainable for the long term. Duck Station has now been ported for an operation on the current generation Xbox Series X and S game consoles. When run on the Xbox consoles, Duck Station can harness the additional power of the consoles to upscale classic games by the factor up to 16 times. The upscaling means significantly higher resolution than anyone who've played the games on their original consoles will remember. The video, which can be seen below, uh, obviously we can't see it, uh, showing Duck Station running on a new Xbox console at native 4K resolution and 60 frames per second. When the emulator is run on the new Xbox consoles, players can also have the option to enable true color rendering. Uh, enabling the feature turns off the dithering effect used for video games on the original PlayStation console. Users can also enable texture filtering, which smooths out textures on 3D objects when they are enlarged. Xbox gamers also have the ability to 
fixed texture warping, which is something that commonly happens on original PlayStation games. Uh, it says here, users are warned the enabling of those features will require significant processing power from the console. However, the processor power required doesn't seem to strain the Xbox Series S seen in the video above. It's worth noting that the running original PlayStation games at 600 frames per second can cause problems for some titles. Thankfully, games can be run at their original frame rate. Uh, end quote. So it's kind of hard for me not to do this. <laughs> Another one for the Xbox. I love it. It's just another, it's another fucking, it's another thing that shows that Xbox does PlayStation backwards compatibility better than the PlayStation console. <laughs> well, there, there is an asterisk to this story. Um, like, so like I said, so there is an asterisk to the story and the, the article goes on and on and on. But at the end, it's like, oh, by the way, you have to have your console in what's called dev mode. Yeah. Like developer mode. So this, this, this isn't like breaking news. You could just turn on your Xbox and download DuckStation like an app like you would Twitch. Mm. No. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to me of like, hey, you want to play PlayStation 1 games? Buy an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like it's nuts. Like the first thing that, that, that I found interesting was that I guess emulation for like Xbox consoles, like they've made this not super readily available, but the option has been there for a, a while. Like since the original console, I had no idea. Um, I knew about the original console because I knew you can like. What was the phrase? It was like a phrase like you hack it, and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden it becomes like an arcade. Mm. I remember somebody hacked the original Xbox, mm. and it was like had every single arcade game made from like 1980 to like present. Yeah, like Alien vs Predator. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And this is funny too, just real quick, because this is PlayStation One. This came there. This came the same week of the news, <laughs> gaming news, that somebody discovered a bug in Metal Gear Solid One, and accidentally broke the world record for speedrun. <laughs> I think I think she was trying to speedrun in general, mm. but then like there again, there there was a bug that's that skipped a significant chunk of the, the, like non-essential gameplay. Yeah. And <laughs> she broke the record. <laughs> and to my knowledge, stuff like that is okay. Yeah. Like like the whole like like the Mario sixty four speedrunning, mm. you you butt jump backwards up the stairs to to travel oh. super fast. It's like rather than walking up the stairs, you just do this butt jump and you like do 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 you travel three flights of stairs in a couple seconds. Nice. Um but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that and I just saw that. Like maybe she could rebeat the record on her Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like this, like this makes me like this makes me want to buy an Xbox. Like strangely, you know what I mean? Because there's that dev mode, and then there's regular mode or whatever that you can switch back and forth to. Um, but it's just to me, it's just there's there's an obvious population for these old school consoles. You know what I mean? Or these old school games, rather. Uh, and the lack of support from PlayStation. You know, under the leadership of Jim Ryan, I just think it's a really bad. It's just, it's just, you know, it's a bad decision. It's a bad decision. I think it's just poor leadership when it comes to that particular era. You know, and then especially with you know, you have the Steam Deck that, that's coming out uh, from Valve, and a lot of people are going to be reserving to play the Steam Deck merely for emulation or the majority emulation. And, you know, and not, for me, not just emulation, but like I want to play PC. For me, it's like I'm a, I want to play PC games. But then if I play a PC game, I have to have a controller adapter for it just because I'm just not to go with keyboard. Mm. Like I can like it's weird. I can like my Guam 
Like my typing speed is decent. But whatever reason, the second you tell my pinky to start putting in work on a game, it's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> my ring finger is like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> that's a really good point. <laughs> so that's why, I, that's why I have my eyes on the um, Steam Deck. Um, but yeah, you know, you look at the Xbox Series X, you know, you look at, you know, you look at, you know, the, the Steam Deck coming out and it's like, again, I still think that Sony's just banking on those like three games, like God of War... Um, God love the helicopter going. Uh, God of War and for like Horizon Zero Dawn, and it's like, dude, you can't, you can't bake, you can't bake an entire generation of, game, of console a year after it's released <laughs> on two games. One of which, dude, one of which is delayed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, yeah, you know what's funny too? Like even just uh, slightly aside from the emulator conversation, but uh, even Epic, they like. They had a they had a potential deal. I don't think they ever went through with it, uh, where they offered Sony like two hundred million dollars. Yeah, for, I just tagged you. Yeah, four games, four like four to six games to to be to be a PC port on their store. You know, so it's just like, uh, it's just so annoying. And like, Sony turned down two hundred million dollars. So if they're not <laughs> so they're not listening to their customers and they don't want money. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> it's like it's like you're taking Jim Ryan out to eat. Hey Jim, hey Jim Ryan, we're gonna this we're gonna this place called Listening to your Customers. Oh, 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 it gives me it gives me heartburn. Hey, we're going to this other restaurant. It's a little drive through. It's a little quick. Uh, easy fucking money. Oh, I don't like it either. I was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Just tell us. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I it's it's really strange. You, you know, to me, they would they would make. I think they would, you know, maybe the cost of manufacturing for like a mini PS1 or PS2 handheld that just runs only PS2, but it runs them, you know, it, it runs it, it as the original hardware. So you're not going to have any issues when it comes to that. Like that would be to me, there'd, there'd be a significant market for that. Not even that, not even that. Just fucking do what Xbox does and update your fucking digital store. Mm-hmm. Like right now, you can still buy Xbox original games digitally on the fucking store. Mm-hmm. Like right now, and it's funny. It's funny actually because I'm I've been kind of having you know game ready of like what game to play. It's like I have all these games to choose from. I don't know what, what I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've been playing a lot of like I've been playing a lot of little things here and there of multiple games. Like normally, mm-hmm. normally what my formula is, I have two games to play. I have like usually a giant RPG, and then like. A multiplayer cooperative thing. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've been hopping a bunch of stuff. Uh, the Ascent, and I got back into uh, Ace Combat. Mm. And here's what I mean by that. <laughs> this is awesome. My original Ace Com- uh, Ace Combat Six fires uh, fires liberation, so like that. With Ace Combat Six, my original Xbox 360 save file from college is still there. Oh wow! Via the cloud. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> so, so, so I picked off. So I picked up Ace Combat Six exactly where I left off in college. Damn. So that, so that cloud file, that cloud file has lasted 360, Xbox One, and now Series X. That's really interesting. And uh, I'm and again speaking to you know again speaking to nostalgia and, and you know the, the benefit of this is I re-beat Ace Combat Six, and now I'm playing Seven, and I'm so hyper and so I'm so excited I'm so excited for Seven. The they they released a season pass with more missions. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm buying that. When I got back into Ace Combat, nice. On a side note, Ace Combat is like one of my favorite, like top five, like franchises slash sagas. Yeah, it's like Mass Effect, Ace Combat, Kingdom Hearts. No, very nice, very nice. 
Good stuff there, man. And then uh, moving on here when it comes to old school games, uh, transitioning here, uh, we thought this was interesting. We're big fans of the the previous uh, recent Sonic the Hedgehog uh, movie that came mm-hmm. out with uh, you know Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik. Incredible, just the writing. Everyone did a really great job, I think, on the on the that prior film. And some even more awesome is for the sequel, according to TheVerge.com. Uh, it says here in quote. Uh, for the title of the article, Sonic Hedgehog 2 casts uh, Idris Elba as Knuckles. So it says here to continue yes. on, Knuckles the, uh, the, kid, the Echidna. Echidna, thank you, is set to make his live action debut in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 next year. And now we know uh, who will be voicing him. Now, other than Idris Elba, uh, cast in also other movies, apparently Elba appears to have not yet been completely scared away from showing up in hybrid live-action animated films with sometimes questionable CGI. According to the leaked synopsis for the film, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 will actually see Elba's animated Echidna uh, team up with uh, Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik in search for an emerald that has the power to both build and destroy civilizations. And with a tweet, Elba says, knock, knock, with the picture of the... Knuckles of Knuckles. Uh, continuing here, it says Elba will join Ben Schwartz, uh, who voiced Sonic for the first film and returning live action actors James Marsden as Tom, uh, uh, Tika Sumter as Maddie. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 will also feature Miles Tails Prower, who appeared in the post credit scene in the first film, but it is unclear if the Flying Fox character will be voiced by Colleen uh, O'Shaughnessy, uh, who has also been voiced as Tails in other Sonic games and media. Or also will be recasted with an actor with more name recognition. This is that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is set to hit theaters April 8th, 2022, end quote. Uh, sounds like fun. <laughs> I, I, like I said in the last episode, I was super happy with how the new Suicide Squad mo- movie came out. Mm-hmm. I told you one of my favorite characters is, is Idris Elba and his back and forth with John Cena, um, you know, Bloodsport and Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. All their scenes together is hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, I rewatched The Wire a few years back. So I've definitely been having a lot of Idris Elba intake. Nice. Uh, so I'm super happy about this, yeah. and I like I like the reference of like he, yeah he yeah he wasn't traumatized of live action characters, aka fucking cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was looking up the meme. I was looking up the meme real quick because apparently something else that's been happening from this, uh, not only like gamers that just arguably you know um this, this is relevant like mainly like male gamers mm. being like oh yeah Idris you're awesome I can't wait for that. <laughs> There's been a decent amount of fucking thirst tweets. Oh, wow. <laughs> from this. And so everyone's just replying. Everyone's just replying his fucking line from the office. I know the effect I have on women. <laughs> 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 so it's just funny of like, you know, some, some, you know, some guys like, oh man, I can't wait for you to play Knuckles. The first movie is amazing. And then some like, <laughs> some, some, some thirsty, some thirsty, some thirsty ass tweet that just funny as shit. <laughs> Great timing, as the internet tends to do at times. Yeah, people are like, "Oh, you're playing Knuckles. I like to lick your knuckles." It's like, "Oh, <laughs> like, my God. oh God, here we go." Yeah, <laughs> it's just he just. Um, so yeah, I'm happy for the casting. And real, real quick, by Tales, I would mm. definitely predict some known actor. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe, you know, Ben Schwartz as Sonic, who did amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, no, for me, mainly known as John Ralphio. Exactly, from the, from, the, from Parks Rec. <laughs> I quote him. More than I should. 
Uh, Drell knows one quote I do a lot is like every time we see a car or like, you know, not like a fender better, but you know, you, you know, a car turns in your lane, doesn't fucking see you or, you know, it's just shit like that. I quote him all the time. Like, oh yeah, I made money the old school way. I got run over by a Lexus. <laughs> 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 just fucking uh, classic. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. No doubt about that. And uh, unfortunately, one game that could have been a classic and was unfortunately very disappointing, and especially it's a DLC that this is the first DLC rather that just released and is not a fan for the populace is a good old Cyberpunk 2, or Cyberpunk 2, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, so according to SVG.com here, it says here, after a long year of hot fixes, patches, and even refunds, Cyberpunk 2077 developer CD Projekt Red has finally delivered the game's first DLC. However, it seems that the lack of features has turned the, rival, the arrival of the new content uh, into yet another letdown for fans of the much-hyped open-world uh, role-playing game. Uh, the new DLC was announced during the live stream on the CD Projekt Red Twitch channel dedicated to the new 1.3 patch for Cyberpunk 2077. As noted in the patch notes posted at cyberpunk.net shortly after that live stream concluded, the patch will include three pieces of significant DLC, including an alternate appearance for Johnny Silverhand, uh, two, uh, two new rare jackets, and a new vehicle called the Bandit. In addition, the 1.3 patch offers improvements to drive uh, the driving mini-map, which fans on Reddit have previously labeled useless. <laughs> uh, beyond that, the patch includes extensive adjustments for balance issues, bug fixes for the massive number of quests, as well as improvements on visual problems such as an issue causing NPCs to not look at V during various scenes. Yeah, I've realized that too in the PC version. Uh, while it's great to see CD Projekt Red campaign to fixing these uh, titles bugs, many players were hoping for more. Uh, let's see here. I think I'm just gonna, or, or let me, let me, let me read this last part here. It says here, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 players were told to expect expansions for the game, which CD Projekt Red's UI coordinator, Alvin Liu, once compared to the massive additions the company produced to The Witcher 3, uh, while very little about the launch or post-release schedule for Cyberpunk 2077 has gone according to plan, there are still plenty of fans invested in seeing the game improve and expand. Which makes minor DLC drops like this a disappointing at best. Uh, end quote. I mean, I feel like at this time, I just don't think they're going to really uh, impress fans at this point. I un I I, un I uninstalled the game like months ago, and I I haven't even touched it. Yeah. Um. I'm so I'm just gonna wait for next year for the it, for the it finally works edition. Mm. Cause, I mean, seriously, like, yeah. like they're announcing DLC and fans are actually saying like you're releasing DLC, the game itself is still nowhere near fixed. Seriously, <laughs> like how like how are you gonna release DLC that's gonna be buggy because your core game, your core code, is fucking buggy. Yeah. Again, like I said, a year from now when it's like, hey, it's fixed, and I'll be like, okay, let me reinstall it. Yeah. But until then. I mean, I mean like dude I, I want to know like how many people are like still actively playing this thing yeah that's, like, a, good, that's a good that's a good like question how, like how many like how many average users on steam or console like are popping or like loading up cyberpunk yeah and it's like again I'm not saying the game's like stories bad it's just you know it's, it's, we all fucking know the game's like to a point not playable yeah so yeah 
like again, like how again, I, I a lot of people are saying you should fo- just focus on fixing the game, and doing that. But then we joked how like, oh, well, now we know why, like possibly why Cyberpunk's taking so long, to lo- so long to be fixed, is because there's only a handful, there's only a handful of people pl- working on it that were working on it before. Because now they're making mobile games, they're making mobile games like fucking the Witcher, the Witcher Mobile, or the, the Witcher Hunts, whatever it's fucking called. Yeah, the mobile game. Yeah, yeah. And it made it like it made it like it had like a half million downloads in a week and like made a million dollars and saying or like or vice versa, had a million downloads in the first week, made half a million dollars within like its first two weeks, and it's like. So, CD Projekt Red, what, what, what's your focus? <laughs> what's your focus now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm still. To me, I'm still on the. I'm still with the. Just like, I'm so disappointed in CD Projekt Red. You know, I'm disappointed. It's just from a, you know, as far as for they used to be a household RPG name. You know, uh, next to old school Bioware days. You know, um, so now with uh, something like this where. And, 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 you know, like you said, uh, this is like, this is in a sense, my fallout 76, just because I never played fallout 76. Cause you were like, don't like, don't God, play it. God damn it. Don't play it. <laughs> don't fucking play it. Um, so like, this is kind of my 76 where like, I remember like working at GameStop reading about it, like, Oh fuck, it's coming out. It's supposed to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And then when it finally comes out, it's like, Oh wow. Like this is not working for like everybody else except for me. Cause I was playing it on PC at that point. But like I, even some of the bugs that it mentioned here in the article, as far as like people not looking at you, like that's in the PC version as well. So I was like, oh my god! Like, what's yeah, the mini map right. thing? What's that? Expand that. So is, is is like their mini their mini map just like fucking broken or something? Um, or is this like the way the the, the interface the interface is done? I think so. Um, I didn't have any mini map issues on the PC version, but as far as like uh, talking to different NPCs and they're not like not looking at you. <laughs> Like that was in the PC version, and that was like the most polished version of the game. So I was like, okay, you know. So, yeah, it, the reason why I sound different or irked because remember, it's like my opinion on this situation went from like disappointed, fall from grace, to like again in the middle in the middle of the roadmap. They're in the middle of the roadmap. They're like, oh, new mobile game. I'm like, what the fuck you? <laughs> like, fix your fucking game, dude. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. You know, cause it's, it's obviously, it seems like it's just, it's a cash grab to kind of cover for, you know, how much money they lost, you know, during all of this. Um, and, and they still, they still came into the black, you know, after all of the yep. crazy refunds and stuff, but still it's just like, you have a bunch of disappointed fans that might not buy your next title, you know? Yeah. Again, again, look at fallout, uh, look at fallout and look at Bethesda. People are like, yeah, Starfield's coming out. And I'm like, I'm not hyped for it. Like, I'm nervous about it. They just came out. I was going to link it to you. But I didn't want to, I don't want to raise your blood pressure. <laughs> uh, they have another like creator appellation mode for Fallout 76. <laughs> I was like, let me not send the star. Cause he's probably going to be mad. <laughs> what dude? Uh, fuck so. you. <laughs> fuck. Fuck you. Todd Howard. <laughs> like, so yeah. Like, yeah. So, Fall A6, Cyberpunk Release Dude I'm Upside downside I'm glad You and I Have entered You and I are part of the new era Of guess what Triple A games Need to work at launch That's crazy <laughs> Cause we've gone through Generations of just like oh, It's like Crazy it, idea What if what we wanted works. Actually works Yeah I mean Bethesda the Bethesda Man uh. Bethesda was definitely The fucking torchbearer <laughs> Of shit not working at launch, and we just put up with it. You're like, hey man, who are you gonna run behind? 
uh, this the this guy or run behind the guy with a fan and sh- sh- fucking shit flying your face. <laughs> I like this guy. Bethesda's all right. <laughs> like, uh, I, 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 you know, like, now mind you again, like Fallout Four, New Vegas. No, New New Vegas was Obsidian, but like Fallout Four, Fallout Three, and all these games, like you know, Skyrim, super fucking glitchy. But we just put up with it. Yeah, and I'm glad where we're collectively like no more. Yeah, fix your fucking games. And if in the middle of you fixing your fucking games, you fucking drop a mobile game. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. It's like, it's like, I don't care if they're separate developers, separate department. Like, no, all hands on deck. Fix I, the goddamn I game. Yeah, I was like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. It's like, no. it's like, hey, guess what they could be doing? Helping fix your fucking game. <laughs> Helping fix your fucking game. That's what they could be doing. I agree, dude. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about adding this for the show. Just kind of like a side note. Like, it... I forgot, like, some of these Instagram comments for some of these, like, ads that I see for, like, GameSpot or other news sites that have, like, oh, like, this is coming out. And then I'm like, well, let me see how the gamers feel. And they go to the comments and people just, like, people are really fucking funny, dude. Part of me wanted to add it for the video show to showing, like, Instagram reactions and show, like, gamers, like, comments and stuff. Dude, (laughs) Dude, comments... Minus the death threats. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's how funny. The, some of the comments people leave are hilarious. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's like, like the the, the topic. One of the last topics here, of the show. Uh, it's pretty goddamn funny comments on Instagram for that, but uh, we'll save it for later in the show here. But absolutely correct there, sir. Um, and uh, speaking of. Uh, Maybe people being misguided <laughs> and thinking that they own things and they really don't. Uh, so we talked about this earlier, uh, earlier this year, actually, when we were talking about the KFC console. Still waiting for that, by the way. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what goes perfect with the KFC console? Oh, you have leftover chicken. Where should you put it? Xbox mini fridge. <laughs> exactly. And then next is probably, that's probably an amazing emulating machine too. So imagine I'm playing PS one. I got the chicken warmed up. I got the, I got my, my, uh, my gamer fuel in the Xbox fridge. Then Alice alcohol. Sounds like a fun time. Dude. <laughs> Sounds like a fun time. But yeah. If you're going to tell me I'm going to play games while cooking chicken <laughs> and I got 9% alcohol Mountain Dew, my mini fr- Xbox mini fridge. <laughs> I'm having a good fucking day. <laughs> having a good fucking day. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, like I was saying, we were talking about this earlier this year as far as for Soldier Boy, how he was releasing a console or whatnot, uh, or working on it. Uh, still, in, still, That's still kind of in, like, the we'll see what happens era. But if we were to talk about uh, the updates on Soldier Boy and what his situation currently is, apparently he thinks that he uh, now owns Atari when Atari is telling him, uh, not really. Uh, so, according to up... Fucking moron. <laughs> so according- you just wake up one day. Do I own Atari? <laughs> I think I do own Atari. Oh fuck it, Atari's mine now. <laughs> so dumbass. Uh, dumb so I'm yeah, I'm very confused as well. Uh, so according to Uproxx here, it says here in quote, Soldier Boy really wants to get into the video game business. A couple years ago, he infamously started selling his own handheld video game consoles. Uh, were full of presumably unauthorized copies of famous retro games. Now he's apparently under the impression that he owns Atari, an assertion in which Atari disagrees. In a recent video, the rapper proclaimed, they signed me to a deal to Atari. Shout out to Atari, the whole staff. I'm about to revamp the company. We're about to take Atari to the next level. Somebody follow at 
a summary go follow at Atari. I am now the owner of Atari. I own the video game company Atari, the first rapper to own a video game company. And if you don't know, he's it was just, he's the first to everything when you know he's not. Uh, we're gonna take it to the next level. Uh, the rapper also changed his Twitter bio to indicate that he is the company CEO. Uh, based on the Atari's, based on Atari's response, it seems that what Soldier Boy said is actually is factually inaccurate. In the response, no. in the response, Atari tweeted, "We know that CEO of Atari is a dream job, but that honor belongs to Wade Rosen." <laughs> Atari says in a tweet. Uh, the company that currently uses Atari brand name, by the way, isn't the same company from the 70s and 80s that released Pong and Atari the 2600 console, as the brand name has changed. Uh, hands multiple times over the decades. Uh, end quote. You know what's funny about this? It's like, why would he... Th- like, it's it's either one, he signed something with Atari that he didn't know what he was signing, or yeah, he he's, cl- just, he's just, like, cloud chasing. Like, I don't understand. He clearly, like, in his own quote, he clearly said, hey, I got signed to, you know, I'll promote Atari and stuff like that. Next tweet. I'm the CEO. <laughs> like, and and again, real, real quick, the Soldier Boy's history of being the first to something. Did you know while he was looking for a pass, a path around the world to the India, he discovered America. <laughs> 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 he was looking for a spice route. I swear. <laughs> like, yeah, there's it. There, there, there's some things that he was maybe the first person to. Not necessarily he like, it, like he like created himself, but like. Kiss me, th- I think this is a kiss me through the phone, a Soldier Boy song. Um, like he was kind of the first to mention like fate, like a FaceTime like thing on like a, a rap song. So like, yeah, sure, I'll give you that. And but everything else, like this is like ridiculous. So <laughs> even his game console itself, yeah, like the hardware is just a knockoff of a Chinese knockoff. Right, and they've been doing that forever. <laughs> like, like so first, so first, here's what I mean. Here's, here's what I mean by the double knockoff. If you go to Amazon and search like janky shit, you'll find. I think it's been removed now, mm-hmm. but you used to be able to find this janky Chinese knockoff to play games. It's that's like it's illegal. Yeah. And then Soldier Boy went, "I'm gonna make, make that." And and like when you look at his website with the console, it's literally just that. <laughs> it's just this Chinese knockoff fucking console. So he knocked off a Chinese knockoff. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, man. If he had anything Nintendo on there, like he would, he would be fighting a lot of legal. Oh no, fees. no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Remember, he was supposed to have like Smash and shit. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Smash yeah. is the thumbnail. Smash was the thumbnail, like on the like on the screen. That was the thumbnail. Oh wow. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, Soulja Boy is not. So that's smart. A, a great businessman. Not the sharpest. Yeah, not the sharpest tool in the shed, unfortunately. But he'll tell you who was the first tool in that fucking shed. <laughs> That's Soldier Boy. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, and to wrap, <laughs> yeah, little people, little people know, man. Let's update the wiki right now. Try to find a new path to the West Indies. <laughs> hey, what's this like land over here? I'm gonna call it North America. Uh, and like his like oh, and this to stay on Soldier Boy for a little more. Like he had an Instagram live, where like a bunch of people were like, "Oh, congrats, bro!" And he's like, "We're gonna change the company." And then, like, <laughs> you gotta imagine, like, Atari, like, the offices for Atari, they're like, uh, sir, uh, Soldier Boy's saying online that he owns the company. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm sending out a I'm, tweet I'm, for I'm this somebody, idiot. I'm trying to make of this, I'm trying to think of a skit or a bit from some show, must have done something like this. Oh, yeah. 
South Park's gonna have a field day. It's like, hey, it's like, hey, do you want to promote stuff for you? Yeah. Okay, thanks. What's up, bitches? I'm the fucking president. <laughs> hey, real quick, while you start that, I'm gonna um, move my cat. She's going nuts inside a room. Oh, okay, for sure. Um, yeah, man. So crazy stuff. And uh, so just to to wrap up the show here. Uh, wanted to uh, go into uh, the last uh, segment here on the show talking about Halo Infinite. And uh, as I've been mentioning for quite some time now, Halo Infinite has been pretty skeptical to me when it comes to the release date of the actual game. And just to preface preface this before I go into the uh, go into the main topic here. Uh, so Phil Spencer, he's we had a couple of interviews as far as for um, as far as for Halo Infinite, as far as when the release date is going to be, why don't we have a release date now? Uh, you know, and he's made a bunch of different reasons and everything like that. Now these new developments create a very interesting conversation, and you'll know what I mean after I read the article. According to Polygon.com, it says here in the head the title of the article, Halo Infinite won't have campaign co-op or forge mode at launch. Uh. <laughs> uh, so it says here, Halo Infinite won't launch uh, with the two franchise most desirable features. Developers at 343 Industries said Friday that campaign co-op and the multiplayer editing forge mode won't be available when the game arrives. Forge in particular will uh, lag behind about six months. The announcement was made on YouTube. Unfortunately, we focused uh, the team for shutdown uh, and really focused on the quality experience for launch. We made uh, the really tough decision to delay shipping campaign co-op for launch, Staten said. And we also made uh, the tough call to delay shipping Forge past launch as well. Uh, 343 announced one year ago that Halo Infinite would miss its original 2020 launch window, delaying the game into 2021. Uh, it still has no firm release date. On Friday, 343 said that the co-op campaign mode would release, uh, be released as of Season 2 of Halo Infinite's post-launch content, and that Forza mode uh, would be part of Season 3. God damn, I didn't know that. Fuck! Uh, Staten said that these modes were delayed in order to ensure quality of, these ba- of the base game. Our number one priority is making sure that whatever we ship, whenever we ship it, it meets the right quality across our all platforms, he said in the video. And uh, when we looked at these two experiences, Campaign Co-op and Forge, we made the determination they're not, they're just not ready. And this, as a studio, we don't want to ship things if they're not ready. Cooperative play has been the, uh, at the heart of the Halo franchise since the beginning. Uh, Forge mode, which also allows players to build their own multiplayer levels and game modes and share them online, was introduced in Halo 3 in 2007. Fortunately, we got to give him one of these. That mixed with a goddammit. (laughs) Yeah, very, very Uh, much so. What do you mean? They're like, oh, we want to make this the good quality of the game to launch. And how... I've never heard. I've never heard of a game not launching cooperative campaign day one. That sounds like some Xbox 360 shit. Hmm. Hmm. You know this. Th- to me, this kind of opens up like eyes open around the entire situation for Halo Infinite. So, like, what I mean by that is like originally, you know, I remember when we saw the 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 gameplay from uh, that, that Xbox conference or whatever it was. And both of our consensus was, you know, this looks fine, but doesn't, doesn't necessarily look next gen, you know? Yeah. And then shortly after they pushed it back 
you know, which we said was a great decision, obviously, but because we wanted the game to be done. However, the going into this year, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of tap dancing. I love Phil Spencer. You guys know how much I love Phil Spencer. A little bit of tap dancing as far as for the game, you know, him. That reminds me of the interview. That reminds me of the interview we talked about where he was like, yeah, even if this game doesn't do well, Halo will be just fine. <laughs> Halo will be just fine. Like, what? Is that what he meant? And we, no, none of us knew what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah. We were like, why, why would you say that? What? Why wouldn't it be fine? <laughs> so I guess this is what he was talking about. Like, uh, yeah, hey, you know, you know that core campaign that we've had since the Xbox original? Like six, like six months behind, dude. Six. Dude, the Forge won't be available till season three. three. Fuck. That is insane. That is insane. Like, and I feel like, and I, it's, it, it really, it, this really sucks. And, and, and it pretty much, to me, it's also a testament of how bad COVID fucked everything up. I feel like, cause I know the gaming industry was trying to do a really good job of like saying that it wasn't an issue, but obviously, you know, it's impacted everything. Yeah. I feel like with games nowadays, when you know why it's going to be super fucking delayed, it's like a double edged sword. Do damned mm. if you do, damned if you don't. Of yeah. like being honest and upfront with the player base of why it's being delayed. Yeah. So like it was so first of all I got delayed of like, hey, we showed you an enemy up close that looks like from the original Halo. <laughs> um so take a step back was polish it. And again, from that again, from that, they made the game no longer open world and more like a normal Halo, which was like no one told them to do that. Like no one pressured them to like I mean, no like there was no big massive pressure to change the style of your fucking campaign from open world to like linear. That's, that's true. That's true. So that was the decision. That was the decision that came out of left field. Like no one. Okay. But so I'm saying with Daniel, if you do Daniel, if you don't, it's like, again, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like putting on it. That's like putting dirt under the rug. Just like hiding as long as you can. Yeah. Like how, like at some point someone knew, Hey, it's November. 2020 the game's supposed to come out it can't we need to delay it how long and at some point looking at the roadmap someone had to someone had to realize hey uh the campaign won't be cooperative day one so it's like how long like how long ago did they know that right and how long did they sit on it now but again to be fair it's like how long if you find it out how long should you sit on that yeah because you're it's like there's you know it's like there's no way to there's no good way to deliver that news. Yeah, exactly. And and then it, to me, it's kind of funny that like Phil Spencer was like, I'm not delivering that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Phil, Phil Spencer, Phil Spencer looked at it and said, you know what? If this game doesn't do well, Halo will still be fine. <laughs> Which again, we were laughing at, but like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like, is this what he's saying? He about? was warning us. Yeah. Six months. Dude, that's a lot. That's And here's the thing. It's, it's for, for an offline, like quote unquote offline. Well, it would be online, but like, you can't play couch coop? I guess not, man. I guess not. Campaign co-op, no no that, go. That just hurts, man. Halo, like Halo and Gears are, you know, Halo and Gears made the foundation of what Xbox is today. And what made that foundation of those games, uh, yes, they're multiplayer, but arguably to how we all dipped our feet in those games, especially Halo, the fucking multiplayer, the cooperative multiplayer. Yeah, the for like the, the forge mode, I can understand being pushed, but the couch co-op is a huge fucking campaign. Thing. I've never heard of campaign things being delayed. I've never heard of that. Yeah, now, I've heard of, of things being. I've heard of things being added to it, mm. like Ghost of Tsushima, 
I was like, hey, in this DLC, you get this, this, this. Oh, guess what? A cooperative mode. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I've never, like I said, I've never heard of a game being delayed for campaign shit. Especially for a game that's been known like, for how amazing couch co-op is. Like, how is, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how could, how, could, how could they have not worked on that first? I, yeah, I mean, my, my only educated guess would be that they felt that cross-play was more important. Because it's going to be available for... Crossplay with who? You can't play with your friends. Well, no, no, no. Well, I mean, there's... For a multiplayer? A, yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of worries me about the campaign, too, though. You know what I mean? Because, like... I, I, you know, again, going back to that thing I just said of, like, why did they change it from open world? Mm-hmm. That was an internal... That was a 100% internal decision. That was their decision. Yeah. And it's like... And this is the... F- I can't I, I, I can't... I don't know if, like, this is... Like, it got fucked up because of that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe this is, like... Why? Like, would it have been, would it have been possibly delayed longer? Yeah. If it was open world. Yeah, no, that's a good point, and it, it also kind of worries me as far as for the co-op experience in general. Because I feel like if you're delaying a co-op mode for a campaign, like a lot, a lot of co-op is that's embedded within the actual campaign itself. Like that's it's, a, yeah, that's it's it's like something that's, that's built. In the foundation of the code. Yeah. So to speak, I don't know coding. Uh, <laughs> I may act like I say it, but I may, I may act like I know a little bit about it. <laughs> I just use fancy words. <laughs> you know, that four little word, code. <laughs> but again, I just, in just recent memory, I cannot think of another significant AAA mm. example of a campaign shit being delayed. See, now I'm more, see, now I feel like. Now I'm worried. Now I'm worried about the fucking game. Yeah. If like Phil Spencer, how much do you know? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because like yeah. he was like, he said a lot of cryptic, vague ass shit. <laughs> he was dancing. He was dancing, you know. And, and he was he, he was trying to he's trying to protect three four three and not give him a bad name. And and well, yeah. Here's the thing: if you're looking for a scapegoat, <laughs> if you're looking for a scapegoat, uh, I'm told Soldier Boy is looking for a position. <laughs> Hire Soldier Boy for a day. Dump everything on him, and then a few months later, just fire him. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man. I think, um, yeah, this is disappointing. And now I'm curious as far as, like, what they're going to show uh, during the Xbox conference that we covered, you know, the last show. Um, oh, do you think Oh, yeah, do you think there's going to be any Halo stuff at, on the 24th? I mean, I thought there was. Now I have no fucking idea. Now it's now that's just like, again, they're just pushing under the rug. Like, yeah. I thought we were, yeah, because I thought at least we were gonna get a street date, and I think I think we kind of have to get a street date now, given that they already said, yeah, it's gonna the, these two modes will be pushed back six months, you know, um, unless they just they call an audible and say fuck it. I still can't believe it's gonna be season three to the forge, not even season two. That's a, that's crazy. It's long. That's crazy. It's a long fucking time. Yeah. In six months, that's two quarters, man. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah. By the way, let's just try to do some math on this. By the time the campaign launches, we'll be halfway to 2023. Yeah. Fuck. Damn. Yeah, when you put in that perspective, you're just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hell, by that perspective, we might be two years away from GTA 6. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, part of me wonders, like, I mean, I hope the multiplayer is really solid because that's going to be holding people over. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if the player base just dips six months. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot. There's a there's a this lot is, of risk. Dude, this is that's big. Yeah. I wonder how much this game's going to flop now. Yeah. 
I mean, that's a major fucking factor. Absolutely. Cooperative campaign. It's been there since the original fucking Xbox. Right, right, right. It's the mascot of the console. Like, so is it going to be revealed that three, two, three, four, three tried to stretch their arm, tried to stretch too, too far? Maybe. Like they, like they tried to go for you know, an open world campaign, and they were just in over, in over their heads, and then just fucked them. I think they were because I do remember I forgot the person's name, but there were some creative directors that did step down that left uh, Halo Infinite. There was a, there was a few, right? There yeah. was two for sure. Yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> that guy. He's like, there's no cooperative in this. I'm fuck. I'm out. <laughs> Deuces. When are we working on this? Should we do <laughs> this <like>, early? <laughs> it's like, hey, who's ever gonna fall on that sword? And it's gonna be me. Fuck you. I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, like, dude. Like who has to who has to who has to take the the brunt of this? Yeah, that's such a weird. I just can't get over it. I can't get over that. In the next gen world of Xbox Series X, a game as fucking fundamental as Halo, your flagship game for your fucking console. Yeah. What's next? God of War is fucking a pacifist. Kratos, <laughs> Kratos just decides just to only meditate, meditate all day. <laughs> Fuck. Oh yeah, the the fighting uh, will be implemented six months from now. <laughs> day one. Yeah, day one. Day one. Day day one's what we call the hugging patch. <laughs> uh, he's, what's my special move? Patty cake. <laughs> Baker man. Um, yes, only yeah. Blood. The blood won't exist till six months later. <laughs> so weird oh man well yeah definitely a sad uh way to end the show here and hopefully uh by the next episode you know we would we would have watched the uh updated halo conference or the halo conference the xbox conference and uh see what they say uh see if they respond if they say anything at all when it comes to this something else to keep an eye on is i mentioned how the 24th is day of the xbox showcase 24th is also the day Psychonauts 2 comes out. Psychonauts. Something else. The 23rd, Aliens Fireteam. That's right. And that's looking pretty good, too. I mean, if we want something that... Uh, is that campaign co-op? I know online, like, the campaign for it co-op, you can do is, it. is, but it's not cross-play. Right. Remember, that was, that was the thing. That's right. And that's why I, that's why I went like, wait, I remember the reason why I wasn't going to buy it. Oh, yeah, because we can't play together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's looking good. Like, I, yeah. I'm seeing it. Like, it's looking better. It wants- you you like what you're seeing. I'm like what we're seeing. Yeah. But we can't see it together. So, <laughs> sorry until that's fixed. I'm not spending 60 bucks. Right. No, I agree. Sorry. I agree. And I think that's going to be available way before. I mean, it has to be, you know, for the game to sustain at all. Oh, watch uh, me erase. Who gets cooperative campaign first? <laughs> Who's going to get cooperative campaign first via crossplay? <laughs> Halo or Alien Fire Team? Fuck, <laughs> dude. We shall see. Six months, God. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, so, uh, with that, we're probably going to, uh, you know, uh, probably drink in. <laughs> sadness uh but that'll wrap up this show here for the gamers for life podcast each and every saturday discussing all things games i'm one of your hosts Jarrell. with me is my co-host my right hand man arthur thomas that's me not playing halo day one <laughs> all right guys thank you so much we will see you next week